0: that we're going to be starting our rallies. The first one we believe will be probably, we're just starting to call up, uh, will be
1: in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They've done a great job with COVID, as you know, in the state of Oklahoma. You can see that spike clearly on the graph of cases statewide. It's a swing that started in the beginning of June after cases were dropping. It also comes as the number of people currently in the hospital with the virus is mostly flat but rising just slightly last week. The State Department of Health right now working to identify any possible hotspots.
0: Epidemiologists with the Oklahoma City County Health Department say seeing more cases during our state's reopening is not surprising. It's just interesting that we're starting to see more younger individuals rather than um, 65 plus.
1: After weeks of seeing coronavirus cases trending in a positive direction, cases in Oklahoma have spiked in recent days as most parts of the state are returning to normal activity, including the opening of stores and restaurants, office buildings and factories. I'm Ben Felder with The Frontier, and on this week's episode of COVID-19 in Oklahoma, I'm joined by The Frontier's health reporter, Cassie McClung, as we discuss the latest coronavirus trends, what local health officials believe is a cause of the recent spike, and why the number of cases may continue to increase in the coming weeks well Cassie it's been a couple weeks since we last spoke uh at least for this podcast but it's it's good to catch up with you and discuss the latest on COVID-19 and first off just how things are how are things going for you
0: Um, they're going really well. Yeah. Um, you know, COVID-19 has been keeping me a little bit busier lately, as you've probably seen the numbers are shooting up again. So that's something I've been kind of shifting back toward. Not that I ever stopped looking at it, but I feel like there's going to be growing interest in it now that we're seeing the, uh, numbers start to
1: increase again. Yeah, well, the last couple of weeks with the the nationwide protests, which has been the case here in Oklahoma as well, I know you've seen quite a bit in Tulsa and here where I'm at in Oklahoma City, has kind of distracted the attention of the, of the media and, and even us to some extent, but we know you've been, you've continued to be on top of this. We've seen the, the Number of cases and recent d- days start to spike, and you know, last we spoke, you know, the, it it seemed like we kind of seen that flattening of the curve that we talked about mm-hmm. so much, and the number of deaths and hospitalizations were trending down. Um, the pandemic was still serious, but it felt like we were kind of headed in a positive direction. But the last few days yeah. um, are maybe starting to debunk that narrative a bit,
0: right? So um, I won't go too into the numbers, but I'll just kind of go over the overall trend. Um, so the last couple of days. Oklahoma has seen a record-breaking spike, several spikes, I guess, in the number of new cases. Um, But if we're really, you know, going to look at whether there's a trend of increasing new cases, we need to look at the state's seven-day average of new cases because, you know, like we've talked about before several times, that's going to give us a better look at what the actual trend is, and it's going to de-emphasize outliers in the data, like if we have a couple of days with just big spikes that aren't continuing But um, that said, the state's seven-day average has also been hitting record highs over the last couple of days. So on Sunday, which is today, the day we're recording this podcast, the seven-day average was at 154.4 cases, and the second highest was on Saturday. Um, So that's two days in a row of record-breaking seven-day averages. And just for added context, the third highest was on April 7th, and that just kind of shows that, you know, we hit... A peak and sometime you know in April, late March, and it flattened for a long time, and now you know we're starting to see numbers go back up again, so we are on an upward trajectory overall in the state,
1: yeah, and over the last few weeks we we have reopened the state and, and mm-hmm. even though most businesses every business is allowed to be open now, maybe there are some guidelines still in place, but Uh, you know, many restaurants waited to open until like the last week. I know some are still not doing dine-in service, but this was always going to be a reality, right? When we reopened. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if we got the numbers, you know, next, you know, near zero, when we reopened and society returned to normal here in Oklahoma, I mean, seeing a spike is not necessarily shocking.
0: No, no, it's not. It was kind of inevitable, you know, reopening, obviously more people moving out and about more people are coming into contact with one another. So, you know, naturally we will see a spike in new cases. Um, And, you know, kind of talking about the hospitalizations and deaths, we haven't seen that trend follow the increase in new cases yet, Um, but I think it's important to keep in mind that, you know, infectious disease experts have said that hospitalizations and deaths are a lagging indicator, and that just means it might take a while to see those numbers pick up after we see the new cases pick up.
1: You know, commonly when there's been some spikes in the past, it's it's attributed to a particular community or even a particular you know place, like maybe a processing mm-hmm. plant, um, or even on a smaller scale, a, a family get together. Any idea what's causing this spike?
0: Yeah, so I can talk um, for Tulsa County and Oklahoma County a little bit because that's where a lot of the new cases have been coming from. So on, I believe it's Friday the executive director of the Tulsa Health Department said that these new cases were largely stemming from large indoor gatherings where people are you know, in close proximity to one another for long periods of time. And he didn't really elaborate past that, but we do know that Whirlpool's Tulsa plant temporarily shut down last week because of an outbreak. Um, so that could be part of it. Um, and then uh, Mayor David Holt. Oklahoma City, he tweeted a thread, you might have seen it, um, a day or two ago, just saying that there really isn't a single cause of these cases, and it might just be, it's just kind of a general spread out new cases coming in, and, you know, it's largely attributed to the fact that starting June 1st, uh, phase three of the state's plan to reopen started, so I mean, you know, like you said, a lot of restaurants are still closed, or only doing pickup only, but in a large sense things have kind of went back to normal
1: you know i, I kind of had the thought that you know during the height of this that when we started to reo and then when we started to reopen that uh you know there were some reports that you know in oklahoma we weren't doing the the greatest job of social distancing and staying mm-hmm. home i thought well maybe the positive of that is we did such a bad job of social distancing that distancing that when we reopen there's not going to be much of a change
0: right
1: um, now that's i don't know that that's scientifically uh, a fact or not, uh, just something that kind of came to mind. Uh-huh. But w- we have seen the spike in recent days, and it, it seems to be somewhat attributable, attributed to reopening. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying Oklahoma gets an A or a B for how it handled the the height of the pandemic, but life was different. I mean, it yeah. we, we were there was a, a massive amount of social distancing, even if it wasn't at the level that health experts uh, said was necessary. And life is a lot more back to normal the last week or two than it was a month or two ago.
0: Right. Definitely. And, you know, for a couple of months there, I feel like Oklahomans are being really careful about social distancing. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a natural, like we were talking about earlier, it's just a natural kind of trend to expect when things are opening back up. And um, for a while, you know, I was kind of hoping maybe, and maybe naively so that we were past the worst of it, but um, It's kind of hard to tell now. I, I mean, obviously, the hospitalizations and deaths have remained pretty steady. So I'm hoping that trend continues. Um, but I guess that's just something that I'm going to closely watch over the next couple of weeks, because I'm curious to see if those trends follow the um, increase in new cases, I guess.
1: Yeah. And those hospitalization numbers are what the governor said from the beginning when we started to reopen is what they were going the state was going to focus on, that that was going to be kind of mm-hmm. the metric to to determine whether or not the state was still on on the right trajectory or whether it needed to pull back the reins. And so Mm -hmm. uh, as of right now, we haven't seen that number go up. So based on what the governor has said in the past, uh, I would imagine that he's not necessarily thinking that we need to resort back to our our previous posture of social distancing or at least closing down businesses and and other events.
0: Right. Yeah. So, you know, all along, I think it might've been a common misconception. So some people I spoke with that, you know, these stay at home orders flattening the curve were all just meant to try to, you know, get rid of this, you know, disease out of our community. But it was always in hopes of flattening the curve in terms of not everyone being hospitalized at the same time and overwhelming the healthcare system, because, you know, we, we won't see coronavirus completely go away until there's a vaccine. And, you know, we're not, that might be a while. So, um, And just another quick metric I wanted to point out, um, because I've I've had a lot of questions about this with the new spikes, we're seeing the new record-breaking number of new cases we're seeing is, you know, how many people are being tested? I've been asked about this a lot. Like, are we seeing record number of people being tested? Is that why we're breaking records for new cases? Um, So the answer to that, I guess it's no. Um, That's not why we're seeing more cases. We're not testing more people. Um, so Dr. Dale Bratzler, OU Medicine, who's been a really helpful source on COVID-19 since the outbreak started, he made a Facebook post on Saturday with kind of a breakdown on that. And, um, he said the increase is not because of additional testing. So we've seen the overall positive rate on tests hover around 3.7% for the last week or so. And last week that rate was at 4.67%. And on Thursday and Friday, it was at 6.7% and 6.6%. And the reason that's important is because the World Health Organization has said that states should be at 5% or below before reopening. So if we're seeing that number higher, it doesn't mean we're just doing more testing. It, it kind of shows that more people are sick.
1: Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a great point. Well, I, I know that the you said health officials... Are kind of putting the blame on large gatherings mm-hmm. indoors, but we have seen large gatherings outdoors in recent week, recent mm-hmm. weeks with protests and demonstrations um, in Oklahoma City in Tulsa, in Norman, and Tulsa and Norman and several other communities. And, and now this has been the case across the nation. And I've seen various uh, maps on social media trying to make one side of the argument that the protests are causing a spike, that they aren't, mm-hmm. and you know people are pointing to states like. You know California and Florida, where they're seeing increases and saying it's because of protests and others are pointing to Minnesota that's seen a decrease. And so I don't know that uh, there's, a, there's a firm answer on that. But you All would right. think that these mass demonstrations would have some impact on the numbers, although we've also been told that outdoor is, is far less uh, risky than, than being indoors, correct?
0: Right. And like you said, I haven't seen a definitive answer on that. I, you know, I have talked to infectious disease experts about um, how COVID-19 might transmit or behave um, outdoors. And, you know, they kind of said it's it's a little undecided, but for the most part, experts agree that it does. People become infected less outdoors um, than they would inside where people are, you know, packed together, breathing the same air. Um, and I have seen some, um, health department experts say in Oklahoma, like connected to these recent outbreaks, we've been seeing that there's not a lot of evidence showing they did come from the protest. So, um, I think, you know, as time goes by though, and more of those investigations are done into the new cases, we might get a better answer on that. But it is hard to think that, you know, it's not contributing at all and not,
1: not everyone at these demonstrations are wearing masks, but a large number are. And, um, you know, we've seen some more research that's come out in recent days that seem to indicate even more that, you know, the masks are, are effective, not just, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of talk about how you wearing a mask protects others, but it does protect yourself as well to to some degree. And it's not foolproof by any means, but um, you know, that does, that does make a difference.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you've been to protests and I've been to protests and, I think um, the first protest I went to, maybe 75% of people were wearing a mask. So I'm sure that helps quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, there's a difference between indoor and outdoor gatherings. Um, We are going to get a pretty big, good case study, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, at the end of this week, what it looks like to have a massive indoor gathering. So President Trump, it's been a lot of attention on this, that he is uh, coming to Tulsa, Oklahoma to have his first campaign rally since the pandemic really took root in america and i hadn't really thought about this until others were talking about it but we have likely not seen since the pandemic started in the u.s since you know nba games were canceled and mm-hmm. other event, you know concerts and festivals were canceled we've not seen thousands of people cram into a building in the last few months we're about to see that in uh, in tulsa on saturday
0: yeah, it's kind of surreal. I think, you know, like you said, the last event like this where thousands of people were in one, I guess, arena was at um, that NBA game where it got called off because someone was found to have COVID-19. Um, so, yeah, President Trump is coming to the BOK Center next Saturday. Um, I know there's been a lot of concern around that large of a group gathering indoors together, Um the executive director of the Tulsa Health Department, Bruce Dart, he told the Tulsa World, I think it was yesterday, that he wishes that it would get rescheduled and not just, you know, like a day. Like we saw it moved from June 19th to June 20th. He, I think he wants it pushed out way, way further. But um, I think that looks very unlikely that that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. And this is not a crowd that I would imagine is likely to where we're going to see. Seventy percent of people wearing masks, like we mm-hmm. maybe have during in the demonstrations. Uh, I, I don't know. I could be wrong about that. I think it's going to be very fascinating. I mean, if it's a you know, polls have shown that there's some bipartisan belief in the seriousness of this virus, and mm-hmm. even though the response to the coronavirus has become very politicized, I don't know. I if you have a quite a quite a bit of older attendees of this rally, maybe we do see some masks. I don't know. I i I won't be surprised if we don't see any, but I don't know, at the same time, maybe, I don't know, maybe we will see a few people uh, yeah. you know, that are wearing wearing masks. Uh, so you've, you were mentioned earlier that the arena is going to check temperatures of those going inside.
0: Right. So um, and I'll give a little background on this. So earlier today, Trump's campaign manager tweeted that. Uh, more than 800,000 people had requested tickets to this event and BOK Center holds around 19,000 people at capacity. Um, so, you know, that'll be kind of interesting to see how that ticket situation is handled if that many people are actually uh, wanting to come to that rally. But the BOK Center said on its event page that, um, you know, tickets are on a first come first, ba- first serve basis and that guests will be temperature checked and provided masks. Um, so, you know, they're you can't force someone to wear a mask, but those are being provided. And I think it'll be interesting to see how many people do wear a mask. Because, you know, we've seen President Trump really resist wearing masks, especially out in public. Mm-hmm. I haven't really, you know, except for that, I think he um, toured a plant at some point where he he wore a mask, you know, momentarily. But past that, he, he's been pushing back on it pretty hard. So I'm curious to see if, you know, I guess supporters of the president kind of follow in his stead, or if, you know, since they're going to be in a big crowd of people surrounded, you know, in close proximity to a large group of people, if they're going to take that measure and uh, hopefully protect themselves and others from any spread
1: of COVID nineteen? Yeah, and like I said, we've we've seen some bipartisan uh, belief in the seriousness of this mm-hmm. pandemic, um, but I don't think it's fair to just look at this rally as just a bunch of Republicans. These are a bunch of Trump supporters, and that that can be yeah. A, you don't know, have to dive into politics on a podcast that's not necessarily political. Mm-hmm. Um, that's different, you know. That's that's the president's base, and we know the base kind of, you know, responds with maybe a little bit more uh zeal towards some of his beliefs so while i don't know a, a normal gathering of republicans and we've seen some republican events here in oklahoma some candidate mm-hmm. forums where they did meet in person but they practiced social distancing this may be a crowd at the rally that is is adamant um in their belief that this pandemic is uh well like the president said was invented to derail his reelection chances
0: Right. Right. Exactly. I think it's also kind of important to note that um, the uh, Senator James Lankford told CNN recently, uh, he'll, he you know, he's also going to be at this rally that he hasn't decided whether he's going to wear a mask yet. So it's kind of interesting to me that, you know, leaders can really set the tone of the, you know, the whole atmosphere of the rally. Um, I imagine, like, if they were to wear masks, maybe more people would follow. But that's just me speculating um, you know, obviously people could kind of go off on their own and wear a mask if they were worried about it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's where the importance comes of of political leaders wearing masks like the president mm-hmm. or, or even the governor. I don't know that it, I don't know how important it is for them personally to wear a mask. I mean, mm-hmm. I imagine the president and to a lesser degree, the governor are, are pretty healthy in their environment and, and sure. that's intentional. Um, and I understand, hey, when you go out to speak to the media, you probably don't want to wear a mask. You know, I don't necessarily like yeah. talking to someone in a mask, but but maybe it's more for modeling that behavior, right? I mean, showing people mm-hmm. that you know it's okay to be wearing a mask uh, is, is kind of the kind of the point there. But uh, but no, I don't I don't think we expect the president at least to be to be wearing a mask when he's on stage in Tulsa.
0: Yeah, I would be really surprised yeah, if he I mean, were. Yeah, a story
1: if he was. Yeah. Um, well, I just think it's interesting that you know Oklahoma City was kind of the epicenter of closing down big events when the Thunder Jazz game was called mm-hmm. off minutes before tip off, and now Tulsa is reopening us to. T- to large events, the pandemic yeah. center. When it comes to gatherings, uh, Oklahoma's been kind of at the at the center of it.
0: Right, right. So this, um, you know, this rally was kind of unexpected. I know the president's campaign had been saying for a while that they were going to start up events again soon, and um, you know, a lot of people in Tulsa, you know, complained to the mayor. They were upset about it because of COVID nineteen and the dangers of it. But you know, the mayor just kind of said in a statement last week that you know, we were respectful, the city was respectful of the exchange of peaceful ideas between protesters and that, you know, the city was going to behave the same way for President Trump's rally. And, you know, I think some people were a little um, pleased that the president moved the rally from Juneteenth to the next day. So I think uh, that might have helped a little bit as far as people's, um, I guess, as far as people being angry about when the rally was yeah
1: well and this is an event that couldn't be held in in just any state i mean the uh the gop convention that was going Mm -hmm. to be held in charlotte and the the governor of north carolina and others uh were are against having a large event of that nature so it it got moved to jacksonville Um, and it's of note that when it was announced that north carolina was not going to hold the gop convention that uh oklahoma leaders uh, including the governor and lieutenant governor quickly said hey put their hand up we'd love to hold it here in oklahoma
0: right right so we didn't get the convention, but we did get a rally. We did. They, so. got, they got the
1: massive event, and they got the president. At the end of the day, I guess that's what they yeah. that's what they were aiming for. So, well, okay, Cassie, thanks for the time. Good to talk to you again, and uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: That's gonna do it for this week's episode of COVID nineteen in Oklahoma. You can get every episode by subscribing to this podcast feed along with our weekly Listen Frontier podcast. For The Frontier, I'm Ben Felder. Stay safe and healthy, and I'll be back with you next week.